The dude. <laughs> Good Friday afternoon from Freight Alley. You know, I thought I was going to be safer moving a little bit further away from you. I wouldn't get hit by a cowbell and then you pull out the machete. <laughs> no. What the I, heck is going we'll, on? We'll here? see a clip in a minute here, but like I <laughs> starting the show at Future Supply Chain, I went like this. I didn't realize how close you were to me because we usually have about, I don't yeah. know, four feet, five yeah, feet here. Yeah, I almost yeah, took yeah. you right out of your stool. <laughs> you almost did. Good thing <sighs> I had those reactions from the lightsaber incident and the uh, you know the, the nerf gun incident. <laughs> well, speaking of I mean, it feels really good to be back from Arkansas. It was our first in-person live event in two and a half yeah, man. years. It was awesome to be in front of the people. And um, one thing that was really cool, just on like a personal level, on the show level, is how much it's just grown in awareness. And I'm not like saying that to brag. It was just like it was overwhelmingly awesome to walk that floor and have so many people say, we've listened to the show, or thank you for the interview, or I've learned so much, or yeah. I'm new to the industry, and this show has been an amazing gateway into it. And that like that that makes it feel all worth it. It was so cool. We Two and a half years ago, it wasn't really like that when we walked around. Like Some people knew about the show, but but this time it was like, wow, it was way over. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. The best thing I heard uh, during the, it was, uh, hey, thanks for the content. Thanks for making it fun. Yes, well, the other cool thing is it made it like so easy to talk to because so yeah. many people would come up and approach us and anyone who yeah. didn't, we did. And yeah. everyone wanted to take pictures with us or we'd take pictures yeah. with them. And it was such a good experience to be back. And there was so much energy. There was so much... Um, you know, I've been to a lot of conferences and the scene gets a little jaded. People get kind of cynical, right? Yeah. Uh, especially when they've been on the tour for three years, sure. four years. But like everyone had fresh legs, fresh passion, and they were ready to talk. We have um, we have some assets here. Let's start with a yeah. little sizzle reel of what went down on What the Truck at the event. Oh, here it is. Here's the cowbell. Welcome to the future of supply chain. I'm Dooner here with the dude. Oh yeah, okay, so this is when Dan and I were deciding that we were all trying to decide how flashy we wanted to look. Yeah. Maybe hold the coat in the middle. Ooh. That's right. There it is. Hey, Sui! Congratulations to all the Shipper of Choice winners. Yeah, right on, brother. Oh, look at oh, these yeah. guys. So we JD did a little wheelbarrow race. Uh, what's going on is the convoy booth, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Emerge booth, and JB the JB Hunt. Hunt. Really? Yeah. Like cowbell. Here's Richie. You can tell. You can tell he was in this deal, but that was a country smack that he put on that. that yeah, right it was. There. Yeah, no, I thought the stick was going to snap. I am so surprised he, uh, that that there thing was, stayed together. There were some wood chips flying off of it. There were some wood chips <laughs> flying off. But So that wheelbarrow race, for those who, who don't know, you haven't seen us talk about it on social media, yeah. um, the boots for Emerge and Convoy and JB Hunt were right near each other, and we had about 10 minutes free to open what the truck. And instead of us just talking to each other, we're like, let's let's give it away. Let's let's have someone come on. Yeah. So we worked with Ingrid, and we set up a competition, which was a wheelbarrow race at the event between Emerge, uh, Convoy, who else was there? JB Hunt. JB Uber Freight was supposed to be there. They Uber didn't make it on time. Uber and Amazon were supposed to be in that race, too. Neither one of them they made it. They didn't make it on time. So no. JB Hunt won that race. They kept the form. They didn't drop their, I, their I, person. I, but I got to tell you, it, got, it went over well. So at F3, right? Oh yeah. I'm going to talk to Trophy Smack. We're going to get oh a yeah, belt yeah, for no. this thing. We're going to go yeah. bigger. We'll, we'll increase the field, and we'll let more and more uh, of you come on. Let's drop, it, uh, let's drop another clip here. What do we got? Oh, here we go. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Okay, so here's the thing about Arkansas, too. One of the easiest ways to get a cheap pop in Arkansas, and I learned this from the great uh, Mick Foley. Yeah. Sometimes known as Mankind. You always get the cheap pop. You got to call out to the local, the local area. The local area. And one That's thing we learned on exactly the show right. is that they love calling the hogs over there in Arkansas. They love hitting cowbells, too. The 2019 cowbell champion, I ran into him, Jeff Bear. Here he is trying to defend his title. Don't fight the feeling, brother. Tell us who you're recording. I'll introduce it. Good. Cowbell champion, Transparency 19, is here to defend the title, and he's going to kick us off before our first live truck from this event is Jeff Bear. Give him take away. See, that's how it's done, man. That is how it's done. You get a little bit of a a little bit of a nice beat going on there to show you got some groove and then just rattle that sucker. Yeah, he defended that title well. We have some pictures, too. Let's go through some of these pictures here. We'll tell you, this was awesome. So the University of Arkansas was out there. They've been tremendous supporters of us. We had Vaughn Moore there from AIT. We were telling him how we love to dance to his little song beforehand, the whole Triumph paid team. Shelly Simpson from JB Hunt 360. Oh, that guy was was a great dude. I know him from, he's from the West Hollywood area. Yeah, I was very confused. There check out that Zoom. The Silver Fox, Ryan Rogers. <laughs> oh, there was Odd Lot. So that oh, was yeah. that was Joe Eisenthal yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Tracy Alway. Oh, Burston oh, Show. His, where, yeah, show yeah, that yeah. later. We'll mention that afterwards. But that was okay. uh, Sean Jones. He did Best in Show. It was really interesting. Quick he look, had yeah. to use his, oh, George Abernathy. Him that is dearly George at Emerge right there. Yeah. Um, new CEO over at Triumph Pay as well. I mean, over oh, at uh, Trucker Tools. Oh, we miss Mustafa. Could have saw it. Precise. He was there. Mustafa was there. I saw him. Yeah, there was a Mustafa one, if you guys got it. But yeah. um, anyways, really, really awesome time, and it was so good to meet so many people who have supported yeah. and talked about this show. One other cool order of business that Lego just dropped. You guys know I'm a big Lego brickhead. Oh, yeah. uh, can you show this guy one off, guys? Bar weep grog weep ninny bog. Excuse me, my friend. Destiny has caused our worlds to collide. Let us join forces, and together we can be more than meets the eye. Engage brick mode. Now all we need is a little energon. All systems go. Megatron will blow a gasket when he sees this. It's time. It's Lego Optimus Prime time. It's, it's sold. Is there any is there any company better at knowing its audience and keeping up with it? Lego knows that there's a lot of like guys like me out there that have kids that will use them as a Trojan horse to buy Lego sets yes. like this for for ourselves. That that yeah. right there, I'll just probably 13 and a half inches, 27 inches long when transformed. Like they said, he transforms and articulates, comes out June 1st. I will absolutely be sure to get my, uh, my pre-order in on that one. 19 points of articulation. 19 points? That's impressive. It is pretty well. It's got to transform. Can, yeah, we also have some breaking news that just came into the desk here. This is from John Kingston. Mm-hmm. He just slacked me. Breaking news. Ryder, target of takeover attempt by private equity firm HG4 Capitals, offered $86 per share for the truck leasing mm-hmm. and services company. That story is lead story on FreightWaves.com right now, so go check that one out. Now, before we get to our guests, it is Friday the 13th. You can see we're all festive and decorated for it here. Michael Vincent, you got a favorite Friday the 13th movie? Oh, uh, 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 Jason X. The space one. Yes, absolutely. I I, I think Elon Musk named SpaceX after that movie. 
He may have. I like after Jason X. I would <laughs> yeah. say part four. Part, I'm part four guy for me. You got okay. Corey Feldman uh, in that. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, Corey Feldman's pretty soft. No, I'm staying, sticking with Jason X. Well, we got some awesome guests on today. We're going to play it forward. We have, a, we have actually a couple musical segments, but we're going to play it forward with uh, trucker and musician at Cracker Box, Jimmy, Mr. James Spencer. He'll be on in a little bit. We'll talk about trucking and playing music and all that cool stuff. Erica Reese and Adam Knight from First Gear are going to come on. They're going to talk all about, they're the ones who make die-cast trucks, just like these that you see on the desk. They're going to show us some of their most rarest and sought after tells the whole process of turning giant trucks into many awesome replicas before we get to all that though we're going to talk to tim gwynn he's an executive vice president chief commercial officer over right at on. usa truck they're doing a real cool tournament and here's one other awesome thing they've here's one other awesome thing they've done let's take a look at this video Good stuff. So that was Joe Stam's band, Pocket Full of Quarters, and they teamed up with USA Truck to do a nice little song like that. Let's tip the band, and then we will talk to Tim. So a little shout-out right here to our sponsor, Net Zero Emissions by 2035. That's the headline from AIT Worldwide Logistics Sustainability Report, but just one aspect of their overall commitment to corporate social responsibility. Whether it's protecting the planet, nurturing the communities where we live and work, or ensuring high-quality business continuity, AIT is taking action today to deliver a better tomorrow. Learn more at Tell Them, Dude. Hey, go to AITWorldwide.com immediately after the show. Mr. Tim Gwynn, I believe you yourself were in Arkansas where we just were. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, good morning, guys. Or good so afternoon. Are, are you in, I feel like a, um, I feel like I was adopted by the Arkansonians when I was, when I was out there. We were doing all the hog calls. I met the university. I met all the great people. Um, I think USA Truck was on scene. I did not see you, but uh, what's cool about Arkansas? What's cool with uh, USA Truck today over there? Well, I'm adopted too. Um, I live in South Carolina and that's where I'm at today. Uh, so I'm on the commercial side of the business and have been for all my career. So I've been fortunate enough to, to live in South Carolina, but uh, I missed you guys. Yeah, I was uh, with a customer, a uh, couple of customers last week. So I uh, just had to be in front of the people that are paying the bills last week. So I hate I missed it. <laughs> well, Tim, you know, one <laughs> thing that's that's really cool is we got to talking. Todd Davis introduced us. And yeah. Um, we're going to talk about this golf tournament and everything, but one other thing that came up in our conversation was sort of your mission that you have helped instill over at USA Truck to change the culture a little bit, to be even more driver-focused and driver-supporting and all of those kind of things. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that, though, and why you're so passionate about that? Yeah, so I grew up in the business. Uh, my dad was a driver. Uh, he was an owner-operator, and you know, so that passion's always been there. And, um, you know, USA Truck is an amazing brand. It's a great story. Uh, Bob Powell, one of our founders, was a Navy Airman. And, um, you know, I'll tell you that story when, when we get ready to ask questions. But we have that Star and Bar logo uh, registered trademark for USA Truck. And there's a story behind that, which is really cool. Uh, Bob found out it wasn't trademarked. The government uh, 
was a little bit lax in their communication back to Bob about, you know, what, what, what he wanted to do there. And so he saw an opportunity to register it. So uh, obviously the military has, has free reign to use it anyhow, any way they want to. But uh, we actually own that brand, which is interesting. And <laughs> so when you think about USA Truck, it is a brand that is, yeah, isn't that an amazing story? But uh Wait, so is the, the Navy, is the Na- does the Navy have to pay you royalties no. <laughs> now to use their, their own logo? They don't. They don't. So Bob wrote it in there that the military had unlimited use of the brand. Of the brand I, I, that that's the created. amazing part is you didn't sell <laughs> it back did to not them. trademark. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, hey, listen, the transition that you you made and the focus to the drivers and the mission that was there, was it was it very was it a lot of strategery going on there? How difficult was that? Or is it more about living with intention and actually, you know, walking the walk instead of just talking the talk? Well, you know, I've, I've been in this business all my life and I stayed with uh, Swift uh, for 25 years. And then we merged with Knight and I always knew USA and I always recognized that brand. It's so uh, and, I, and I always thought it's all American. It's it's all American brand, and it was one of the things. The values obviously uh, was one of the reasons that I went over, and I, t- I saw an opportunity to help uh, a, a company that had been hurting and uh, uh, struggling for for many years. For ten years, they call it. We call it the lost decade here, where we had uh, five different CEOs, and it's hard uh, for people to build a culture around change. Uh, so we knew we need to stabilize the culture. And um, I tell people all the time, a brand is only as good as its people. So we started this campaign about the pride of the brand and living up to what the star and bar is. And that's really how we really focus the culture behind the brand with the values that we have. And we also went from a, a cultural that, uh, transformation from what we call C1 to C2 culture. And, uh, you know, really, really working behind storytelling and things like that to help uh, people understand understand what good looks like it's about believing in something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. and putting in more than you're taking out and once you start those that process and sometimes you know in our industry we talk about technology a lot we talk about all these things that sound great but the people on the front lines just have to believe in what the brand is about and putting in more than they're taking out how have you so you come in the role and you realize you know we, we have to do a little bit better at this what is the biggest change you made and how have you communicated that to to those employees or to that driver pool or to those potential recruits yeah so I asked people uh, when, when I got to USA what business are we in and people would always say we're in the trucking business and I would correct them and say we're not in the trucking business we're in the service business and we're in the people business and when people they People's attitude changes toward just running through a brick wall for their teammates, uh, for their customers, uh, for the driver. That's when things really begin to change. Before you came on, right before you came on, we played this clip from uh, Joe Stam's band, Pocket Full of Quarters. That was really cool. But I noticed that, you know, you you managed to get the USA Truck hat on him. There was a USA Truck driving down the road. How did you come up with that partnership to bring your brand together with an artist like that? Yeah, so we have this wonderful, wonderful brand. This is the hat, actually, that, that Joe uh, wore uh, during the video. And it's a, it's a cool story. Joe actually reached out to me and uh, David uh, Turner, who is uh, head of our marketing. I got this email, and we all get emails that uh, they're strange sometimes, and we're not sure what they are. But uh, uh, 
they, he sent an email, him and his uh, director of marketing, and, and said, hey, we'd like to talk to you guys about Spunk Video. And we, and I called David that morning. I said, hey, did you get this video? It's kind of odd, but let's, I think it's interesting. So let's call call these folks. And we called Joe and talked to him for a long time. And he said, I'm writing this song about a guy named Charlie Roberts who has cancer. He's a mm-hmm. trucker. He's a fan of mine. And his family wanted me to write a trucking song. And uh, he said, I'll send the lyrics to you. And we're interested to know if you guys would sponsor a video, a music video. And uh, I said, OK, send the song. So uh, he sent the uh, the lyrics over to me. Honestly, guys, I tell you, I, I, I teared up. Um, it reminded me a lot of my dad. Uh, so it touched me. And then uh, he went to Nashville a few weeks later, recorded the song, sent me the song and the video and the recording in, in Nashville. And um Man, it it was it was it was all we were all green and ready to go. Um, well, so I'll, we I'll, we uh, were excited about that. I'll tell you when you sent us the when you sent me the link at first, I'm like I was you know I clicked it, but I was expecting like some corporate song about like I love my USA truck, blah blah. But it wasn't that. It was actually <laughs> yeah. a good song. It was actually like a good legitimate tune. So I I really appreciated that, and I I, I love hearing artists pair up with businesses like this. And I think that you gave some musicians some good tips out there. If you got a, you got a good song like that, reach out to some of these companies, make some brand, come up with some synergy yeah, like you absolutely. are doing with golf and drivers right now. Tell us a little bit about what America's trucker is and what you're trying to accomplish there. Yeah. So, you know, we had this amazing brand and uh, we have this uh, as I'm a branding guy. It's been, you know, I'm a commercial guy, marketing guy. So, um, we changed our, our marketing brand to USAT Capacity Solutions because we made an acquisition and we wanted a brand that would, uh, whatever companies that we purchased down the road or ever how we merge up, we want them to keep their brand and their identity because that's what drivers are attracted to. They're not, you know, if they don't work for a USA truck, there's a reason. If they like working for, for Davis Transfer. So we, um, we uh, purchased Davis Transfer 2018 in the fourth quarter. And we said, how can we get these brands to work together? So we came up with this marketing brand of USAT Capacity Solutions brand, which also encompasses our dedicated and our logistics group, along with Davis and USA Truck. So the white trucks you see down going down the road, they still say USA Truck, that, that brand that, we all, that we're all familiar with. And now we have this Davis brand. And then we came up with a tagline and we said, OK, how do we further do that? And how do we get our trucking communities together? Uh, we know we have the ATA, and they do a great job of representing the trucking industry, but how can we represent drivers? So while we were thinking about this tagline, we were thinking about, hey, the Star and Bar, what is it? It's all-American, right? It's, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, just from my upbringing, that you're not going to find a more patriotic, God-fearing, hardworking American than you're going to find in the trucking industry. So uh, American truckers trademarked and registered, but America's trucker was not. So lo and behold, we have another uh, branding trademark odyssey out there. And so we're in the process and have been, uh, uh, as this is, a, this is a copyrighted uh, for USA truck. And this, this brand, as you can see, is an intersection. The A is an intersection and the T is also an intersection. And so America's trucker, this is our brand. So we thought, Hey, what can we do with this brand? Uh, so we're doing private label uh, trucking wear. Uh, so our mission is to improve the image of our of drivers in our industry while giving back to charitable organizations, veteran and driver related organizations. And the reason that we picked uh, those veteran and driver related is because 20 percent of USA truck uh, employees are veterans. 
So we, uh, we, we brought this brand about and we said, okay, we're going to take 10% of all the profits of America's Trucker brand on our new website, americastrucker.org. And we're going to take 10% of every sale and give it back to a deserving veteran or trucking related charity. So this year we are starting our uh, inaugural uh, America's Trucker golf tournament. And I can tell you it sold out in less than three months. And, um, and we're raising, I think the number's way above 150 now, 150,000. And um, we're going to pick a charity every year that's veteran related uh, or, or uh, trucker related. And this year it's Folds of Honor. If you're not familiar with Folds of Honor, please go to our website or go to their website and learn more about Folds of Honor. They give scholarships. And that, by the way, 93% of the money you donate goes 100% to uh, uh, scholarships and for, for children of fallen uh, or disabled veterans. Well, that's that's really that's really cool. I was looking at the so this is a golf tournament where it's in Roanoke, Virginia, not that far from you over in South Carolina. Uh, the accommodations look pretty good. What are people in for if they you know they they get involved with this tournament? What what are they uh, what are they going to experience at the event? Yeah, so we got the fo- folks from Folds of Honor there, and uh, they're going to tell do some storytelling, and uh, we're going to have one a recipient of a scholarship to talk about her experience, uh, you know, in, in, in college and what what Folds of Honor did for her. Uh, we're also going to recognize the veterans, any veteran that is there. We're going to recognize them individually before the tournament starts. We're going to raise the flag, and we're going to be very patriotic. And uh, you know, as far as the tournament goes, it's. Uh, it's two rounds of golf. It's two nights at uh, Dormy Club, uh, Ballyhack uh, Country Club there in uh, Roanoke, Virginia. We're members of that at USA. There's several of their uh, golf facilities across the country, if you're not familiar with them. And, you know, we'll own the course. Uh, they shut it down. They've got cottages on site. And uh, we've got 18 teams. Uh, and we filled those cottages and, and those spots. So uh, th- this was our first year. It was a big success. And we're looking forward to years to come. So we're already going to start marketing and campaigning for next year's uh, uh, America's Trucker Golf Tournament. Excellent. And Ballyhack's a great place. It looks like a a really good time. Where do people go to sign up for this thing? Well, they can go to americastrucker.org. And if if there's not a spot for you, we'll sign you up for next year. (laughs) Yeah, he said it was sold out. You'd have to uh, to either have someone drop out. I mean, I'd still go in there and go for it and support this thing. You're going to try and sneak in by uh, holding a clipboard. I'm going to sneak in. I know you. No, I was going to ask if he's got anybody on the – on the first tee announcing the teams. Maybe. Yeah, can we be caddies? What's going you got, on? You guys, come on. You guys, I'm, I'm, I'm formally inviting you right now. Uh, you guys come and have a good time. You're, Freight Waves actually um, is sponsoring the tournament, too. Uh, oh, there, you one of the spon- yes. there you go. Okay, well, we'll, so tell, uh, we'll tell our guy Todd all about that. We, we appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one more time before we let you go, let's throw that, that address out there just for the people who want to get involved. It's simply americastrucker.org. Great stuff. Tim, thank you for coming on the show. Before we let you go, you don't look like a slasher movie guy, but I'm going to ask you on you. What's your favorite Friday the 13th movie? Friday the 13th. Oh, the original. There you go. The original. The original. The <laughs> Pamela Voorhees one. I like it. Renaissance Pamela man. Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> thank you so much for your time today, Tim. Have a great weekend. And uh, hey, maybe we'll see you down in Virginia. Hey, we'd love to have you there. Thank right you, guys. On. Hey, we're we'll sending you guys some swag. You'll be oh, yeah. getting some swag. 
I'm, I'm looking forward to it. it. I was on the website earlier. It's just got some beautiful stuff on there. He is, Hoodies and he's and like a registered stuff. trademark lunatic over there. He, just, <laughs> he likes to make Wait, brands and logos and register them. Well, he's got this knack of finding ones that are like, duh. He does, well, like America's <laughs> why is this like, one Why not, not just there? register that to have in your back pocket? <laughs> I know, right? It, right? Like, it's like, yeah, I haven't done anything with it, but. <laughs> All right, let's talk to our next guest. Now, this gentleman, he doesn't need a, he's got his own brand of hats and, and beard here, which he looks fa- He looks absolutely fabulous in the green room. It's uh, James Spencer. Crackerbox Jimmy. Actually, you know what? I know a little inside baseball on him. Crackerbox Jimmy, his band name okay. is after his original truck that burned to the ground. Oh, is that right? That is true. That's true. Ooh. Mr. Crackerbox Cracker? Jimmy, James Spencer, come on the show. Yes, sir. <laughs> you yes, look, sir. Hello. You, How are you doing? Right. You look absolutely fantastic <laughs> today, sir. Tell us a little oh, bit about you. the... Uh, what, what do, who thank are you, you wearing today? Ha. I am, I am wearing... What I used to wear when I was running over the road, I used to dress like this in the truck all the time because I thought, why not just up my game when I go into a shipper, when I go into a receiver, look the part of a uh, over-the-road driver. It's just just me. <laughs> that's really good. So that's what America, that actually Tim's group that we were just talking to is America's trucker thing. Like part of their mission mm. is to make clothing and apparel that drivers can wear when they're driving that are like still comfortable, but are presentable at a shipper and receiver. Just trying to help drivers, especially mm-hmm. the OOs who want to run their own business, be a little bit more presentable. You look super classy. Introduce yourself. You've got this really cool biography that started out in Flint, Michigan. Tell us a little bit about your background. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Flint, Michigan. My dad was the assistant traffic manager, uh, managed the Chevrolet truck fleet for um, General Motors in Flint. So I grew up around transportation and logistics all of my life. That's, you know, that's what was talked about around the house. So when I got old enough, as soon as I was old enough to get a CDL, um, I went, uh, got the CDL. And started driving heavy trucks, uh, Michigan gravel trains, 162,000-pound GVW, hauling scrap steel and whatnot all over through Michigan. And when I got uh, old enough to go, you know, I couldn't go interstate until I was 21. As soon as I hit 21, I took a job with a uh, long-haul company, and off we go. (laughs) And that was it. How did your original truck burn to the ground then? What, what happened to poor Cracker? Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, that, that old thing. I love that truck. That was, uh, it was a old yard horse. The uh, first truck I ever stepped foot in, um, you know, I, training, it was a yard dog. And there was, uh, I was just driving it around the yard, getting used to shifting the gears and turning and backing up. And just not really a road-ready truck, we could say. There was a switch on the dashboard that said lights. So I thought, well, let's hit it. And apparently it was uh, not labeled correctly. It should have said lights the whole truck on fire because the (laughs) dash lit up. (laughs) And the thing just caught on fire and hit the brake and jumped out and boom, there it goes. (laughs) <laughs> right to the ground. Unbelievable. So, Jimmy, what was your what was your handle uh, back in the day? Uh, when I was uh, 12 string, because I always carried my 12 string guitar in the bunk everywhere I went. And I just played my guitar when I was sitting at, you know, at a at a stop. Yeah, you know, I had a few hours to kill, get the t- guitar out and play. Um, so just up and down, up and down the road is 12 string. 
I gotta ask you, so 12 string, 6 string, most guitars 6 string, why, why 12 string over 6 string? What's the, what's the advantage? What do you like better about a 12? Um, it's the one I had that I could take with me. Um, but I, I like the <laughs> availability. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the 12 string sound. It just big and rings, but uh, it hasn't made it onto any of my recordings yet. And that's what I was going to ask next, because we were I was trying to segue over to play your recording. Would you do us the honor of introducing this song to us that we're about to play a clip of? Well, I am assuming that you're doing Long White Line. Is that correct? I think it's Tombstone Every Mile, the one that you had sent me. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that song. That that is an old Dick Curlis song. Uh, early, mid-60s, if I remember correctly. And it was uh, just one of my old favorite songs. Um, just love listening to that song. Listen to it in the 70s when I discovered trucking music and listened to it. And I've been thinking that these songs need some updating there. The songs, the topics are all valid. This song to me is really about just being careful on the road, watching the conditions there. You know, it's a song about Maine and snow and a treacherous stretch of road that has killed a lot of drivers over the years. And it's just about just watching what you're doing. Let's take a listen. Roll the tape, boys. I love it. I hear Boston. I hear Maine. I hear all that kind of stuff. What's the inspiration for that dude? New England. <laughs> uh, New England. Um, yeah. Well, I, one of the reasons I like that song so much, I, I pulled double 48s through New York and Massachusetts for a long time. Um, you know, we'd break it, exit 14 out in Boston and run up uh, into upper New England or down out to the Cape. So spent a lot of time out there driving driving those long trucks through whatever winter weather, whatever summer weather got thrown at us. I just love that part of the country, and I've always been the guy that you throw me into the worst weather situation, and I'm happy. Well, I, Now yeah. that, that makes me curious. What is the hairiest situation that you had been in as a driver? Oh, boy. Um, hurricane that came through Massachusetts – in like 98, I think, 98, Andrew, 99. Was that Andrew? I think that was Col Hurricane Andrew, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Came up the coast, and I was leaving uh, Springfield, heading heading back west to New York 
with a set of two empty 48 footers and got caught in those 60 mile, 60 mile an hour crosswinds. It was just blowing that tail trailer all over the road. I was almost hitting the guardrail on both sides. Uh, white knuckle ride all the way through back to New York state line. It was something else. That's unbelievable. So the, the doubles, uh, double 48. So that your favorite all in, all in those doubles. Yeah, that was just fun. I enjoyed it being that big made my inner six year old really happy. You know, you put like 48,000 pounds in either trailer and go through the mountains. Um, had a the company had given me a brand new Max CH. It was the toughest truck that I ever drove. That thing never had problems. Just went, 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 hauled like crazy. You learn quickly not to get into situations where you have to back up because you can't. <laughs> well, James, let me ask you something. So you're, you're a veteran driver. You've been through the ringer. New drivers out there who are learning to jump behind the wheel, what kind of advice would you give to them, especially in that, that first year? They're, they're just getting used to being out on the road. The, the voices in their head start getting louder. They realize mm. they're out on an island, you know. And what happens here is with recruiting, a lot of mm. drivers wash out. They realize this isn't for them. But the ones that want to stay here, they want to be here, they want to do the job, what do you got for advice? Mm. Well, the, the best advice I ever got as a newbie driver was to talk to the old guys, talk to them, ask them questions. They've been through more than you could possibly imagine. And if they've been in the business that long, they've lived through all these situations. Ask questions, find out how do I handle this kind of weather? What do I do in this situation? What's the best way to deal with this? And ask lots of people talk and don't be afraid to say that I'm, I'm a new driver and I don't know a good old hand will give you the advice that you're asking for without saying anything about how new you are. Nice. James, nice. that was really, really good advice. Now, yep. for people who, when they're driving on the road, they want to listen to some Cracker Box Jimmy. Where do I send them to? You can uh, find my stuff on all the uh, streaming platforms that you can think of. Um, it's available on Spotify, a couple of tunes on Pandora, uh, iTunes, any any outlet that you can think of, I'm there. Nice, and you're pretty active on Twitter, and you're uh, you're a good guy on there. What's your handle if people want to follow you and uh, learn about the life uh, of Crackerbox? Uh, <laughs> you can find me simply on uh, Twitter at, at, at Crackerbox Jimmy. It's that simple. Just come in and say hello. James, thank you so much for coming on the show today, sharing your music. I look forward to having you back on again in the near future, listening to some more tunes Please and talking do. a little bit more about I'll trucking. Be awesome. You know what? And maybe next time I will talk to a bunch of young drivers and I will get questions from them and we'll, we'll bring some of those to you. Sure. That would yeah. be wonderful. Looking forward yeah. to it. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank you. Hey, thank oh, you. before I let you go, I got to ask you, what is your favorite Friday the 13th movie? Oh, the first one. Oh, Always the first one. Two votes for the first one now. Okay. A lot of people. All right. Well, and then one vote for Jason X and one vote for part four. Okay. Well, hey, thank you so much once again. Have a great weekend and God bless you, brother. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Peace. So we've been talking all show about big trucks, right? Yeah, we have. Big, cool trucks. How about some little trucks? How about some little trucks? trucks? How about we talk to Wolverine? I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Logan. I'm sorry. I mean, Adam (laughs) Knight. That's right. (laughs) Over at First Gear Inc., our favorite die cast truck manufacturer on earth. Let's bring him up, man. Adam, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? You know, so you guys are never going to let the uh, Wolverine down, are you? (laughs) you, Am I a person to really talk about how someone's dressed? I mean, you you, you see what's going on up here? Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. 
so you know, so this came up because um, I was sh- I, I put a post on LinkedIn. I think it was about two weeks ago. Someone had um, I saw a picture of an In and Out truck. Someone was talking about like best private owned fleets, right? Yeah. And I saw this beautiful yeah. In and Out reefer, like a real In and Out reefer, and I had it on there. And Erica mentioned that oh. We make trucks like this. And I said, Erica, we got to have you come on and back on and tell us about some of your coolest and most sought-after trucks. Um, I know we've covered this a little bit before, but for those with fresh ears and fresh eyes, let's start at the process, though. How do you, how do you go about making these little trucks over here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a lengthy process. Um, so it, it all starts with the customer. We get all their information down. Uh, we figure out what truck they want to drive. Or, I mean, sorry, what truck they are driving in their fleets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very little customer. And, yeah. Very small. Very and small. We, tailor, we tailor it uh, all to what they have, their specs, uh, their colors, uh, any special options they may have um, on their trucks. We try to get those in there. And, uh, and then we – the process takes anywhere from, oh, 20, 24 weeks and – yeah, we just move. We move all the way down through the line. Uh, we're we're diecast. We um, we make the die, uh, the metal, and then um, after we get like the the trucks all assembled, yeah. we do all the painting. We put on all your decoration. Um, anything that you have on your truck, we're gonna do our best to replicate it. Now, so, Adam, oh. Well, I just had one more follow-up. I was just curious, when, when you do these designs, the customer wants a Mac or a Freightliner or a Freight Shaker or whatever. Do you have to license those those bodies before you can even do the tooling? Um, yeah. So we are licensed with oh, at least over 40 different manufacturers for different trailer companies, different um different OEMs for every single aspect of the trucks. So yeah, we have everybody's permission. They see everything that we produce. uh, And then we go to production once we have everyone's on board with what we're making. So what about the brands, uh, Adam? That was my question. Like if I, if I wanted an old camel express, you know, humping to please type of thing, uh, do you have those licenses or as an individual, I can't really buy that unless you have that, right? Uh, yeah. So it really just depends. Um, the truck you're referring to, um, I mean, that company, you know, it's, it's no longer in existence. As long right. as, as, as long as nobody still owns those marks, those marks are free to use. Um, and so we do have a whole fallen flag series where we replicate trucks from the past where those, you know, try to bring that history back. Um, we have some picks. Let's let's show some picks. Let's go through yeah. some of the ones oh, there. Because they're pretty He's cool. Yeah, show, the right bring these up here. Yeah. <laughs> you were actually showing us, I think, the real version of that, or, or yeah. one that looks similar. What are we looking at here? Uh, so that there, that is um, that's Farmer's Oil. That was a special collector's edition piece that we produced. Um, that represents their company. That's uh, two. That there is one of their modern trucks that they're running, and that's been a long-standing series in the DCP line that. Um, Collectors really enjoy the everything is serialized. The truck and trailer, um, this collectible came out with a, a special collector's card that came with it. So it's just a really nice serialized package. There's only 300 produced of this truck. 
Wow. Now, um, so do these, a lot of fun. Adam, do these kids, so all my NFTs, they have no value anymore, right? Because of what's going on in crypto. <laughs> yeah. So I need another speculative <laughs> asset to, to work with here. And I was looking on eBay and I was seeing some die cast trucks. Some of these models were like, be, like the rarer ones were like yeah. between 1100 and 1400 bucks that they had on, on eBay. What is the collector's market like for these? Oh, it's crazy. It really ranges. It depends on the company. It, it depends on the, you know, how many were produced. Um, the farmer's oil trucks have a big following. Um, and they, I know they have gone crazy up in price in, on eBay. If you didn't get your hands on one when they were released. What were these blue yeah, or red ones? Trucks are here? also really nice as well. Ooh, wow, that Speedway one is sick. And obviously, you do tanker type trailers. It's not all just driving. Oh, I mean, it is, it's not yeah. all just uh, uh, eighteen wheelers either, is it? No, no. We've got we've got a ton of trailers. Yeah. Um, we try to service all all different areas. Ah, Sherwin Williams is cool. What's the what's the what's the highest price one? What's the most sought after collectible? Do you know? Um, that's a good question. Um, just wonder if there's a holy grail, you know, like a shoeless yeah. Joe Jackson card in mint yeah. condition or like something. MJ like rookie it, it really or something. Depends. I mean, um, we, I was at a show once, and a guy was trying to get uh, this Cheetos truck from us. Yeah, yeah. Did he have orange he fingers. Was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was willing to drop a thousand dollars on the spot. Uh, and I was right. Like, well, it's, yeah, I'm like I'm sorry, it's it's not for sale. It's just to show off, you know, what we can do as a company to represent uh, brands and to get business. So look at that. He was like, you can't um, have the display model. Like, I don't know, thousand, two thousand. <laughs> this thing is priceless. This is the priceless Cheeto truck. I think we have some more trucks too, guys. Keep coming. Let's see what else we can talk about here. Sold that oh, look at that nice little flatbed here. Oh yeah, yeah. Gooseneck. So that's Hammond Excavation. Um, that was a part of our Big Rig series. Is, um, they were a lot of fun to work with. They have some really nice trucks. They do heavy haul. Um, and, and it's a sharp piece. We we are working with them to do another truck soon. So oh, there, oh, there's uh, see, this is that's the one that yeah. started all was the awesome In and Out truck, and this looks just like the uh, photograph. Can we should see the picture out of the box though, so we can get a better look at this? There we go. Yeah. Tell us about this one. So, Adam, don't you wish you had that tagline? Quality you can taste. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did so? How did how did brand partnerships like like this come up? Does In and Out approach you? Do you approach them? Is it a customer who says like I think In and Out trucks are sick? How does that work? It really just depends. Um, sometimes, I mean, we are always hunting different companies to see if they would like to do a program with us. Um, a lot of the times, our reputation is is out there so if, if a company talks to another company and they say hey we really like these uh replicas that you had made of your fleet who you know who did this for you and they'll say oh first gear or you know dcp and a lot of the times we get references that way and they'll just come to us and say hey we we want some trucks made unbelievable so if an individual like uh cracker box jimmy uh wants to replicate the his first truck that burnt to the ground oh yeah what's it gonna run him and how does he go through that process does he describe it to you you got a forensic <laughs> uh, artist there who's gonna put this together? uh any photos that you have are very helpful um we can recreate a lot of assets if say Jimmy's computer also went down in that fire and it doesn't have anything. <laughs> it was 19, it's like it was 1982 or something, or something like yeah. that. It's like 82, yeah. so it wasn't, he didn't have a computer, I don't think. Yeah, he doesn't have a computer. So, yeah, we'll, we'll recreate all those assets based off photos and do our best to pick colors uh, that would, you know, represent 
the fleet at the time. Now, could you make it? So what happened to him is he pushed a button um, that he didn't know what it did, and it set his truck on fire. Would you be able to do that with one of the replicas? Put a little red button in there, and maybe like a, a lighter pops out or something. You light your cigar with it. Blows up. We are, we are in the custom business, so I mean, we had a client approach us here the other day who wanted they wanted a custom uh, eighteen wheeler, and they wanted to hold their cigarette lighter on on the inside like the cab sleeper and they wanted their cigars on the back of the on the truck and you could open it up and put them in it so i mean if you got some wild ideas we're here for it i mean we'll put them together for you yeah i want a jack daniels tanker that holds a fifth of booze in the tank (laughs) there you go (laughs) take it to conferences and have a little yes take it to conferences yeah (laughs) i keep drinking out of the tanker on his uh his truck over there so wait are you the one who so these like they're super detailed like i have a truck in front of me right are you the one who has to like figure out how like the little ladder goes on the back of a tanker and all these things so you have to like make all those little parts Yeah. So our engineering department handles all of that. So um, they will take either the CAD information from the real truck or we will go out and gather information from the real truck uh, with photos and measurements. And then we've got to scale down all that information to figure out, okay, how is this going to work on, in this case, a 64 scale replica, you know, can we get in all the detail that's on the real truck? Is there detail we need to leave out? Um, how is it going to be attached? How, you know, there's all kinds of different things that we've got to work out in the engineering process when we go to make a, a model. So which, which one's going to come first, Adam, the actual Tesla uh, or, or the model one? Uh, well, right now... <laughs> it is just my the, real, most of the real truck. <laughs> yeah. So before we I have, haven't been able to knock down on Tesla's door there for the license. Yeah, it's I tough. I've been trying to interview I've been Elon calling for years Elon now. Every Friday for four yeah. years, he hasn't answered. It's not easy. Yet. It's not easy. I tweeted him all the yeah, time too. It's not easy. I'm not tag him. No. Yeah, he just ignores me. No. Um, I got a. I have one last question for you. What's the coolest thing on your desk right there, aside from the Cheeto truck? Because we already saw that. Coolest, coolest thing on my desk. Man, I got all kinds of cool things. Uh, we've got we got uh, an old Dominion. Ooh. Oh, nice! Look at that. Well-run truck. Uh, MLB. MLB program we did right. with, with uh, old Dominion. It's pretty cool. Yeah, is, we yeah. had USA Women's Soccer at Roadway when I was there back in the day. We had a couple rolling around. That hit you can fall in place. Did you do? Did you do this New England Motor Freight one? Actually, George Abernathy was gracious enough to leave this here because he knows I'm. I'm from Boston, and yeah. now it's been on the desk ever since. But this is a fallen flag. Rip 2018, right? New England Motor Freight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a good chance we did. Um, I would have to double check, but yeah, we've done a. We've done so many old companies. Um, uh, we in our fallen flag series, I think we're getting close to uh, up to fifty different um, trucks in in that series. Yeah. Excellent stuff. So before we let you go, let you we'll let you um, plug where people can go to get this. But I got to ask you, favorite Friday Thirteenth movie? Oh man, you probably, probably the original. Got to go all the way back to the wow. the original. A lot of people. Jason's go to not the even original. in that until the end. Like, and it's just a little boy. It was a good movie, though. I guess, yeah, people like that. Back but two is like the same thing, but it actually has Jason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the funny thing with those old movies, they really don't stand a test of time. Sometimes you go, oh, I'm going to watch well, this one. Do. It was great when I was a kid. Yeah. And just... The original Nightmare on Elm Street does, for yeah. the most part. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Adam, where do people... Probably just for nostalgia. That's know, true. This is the first one. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Where do people go to learn more? Yeah, you can check us out at firstgearonline.com. 
Um, if you are interested in the our Fallen Flag series or any of our series, we do have a, a collector guidebook um, that you can check out up on our nice. website. Very cool. And Thank you so much, Adam. Yeah. Take care. Thank you, guys. All right. Your customers, investors want to know that your company is serious about sustainability. Show them the depth of your commitment when you rely on AIT Worldwide Logistics for your freight forwarding needs. From Scope 3 carbon footprint reporting to calculating emissions at the transaction level, partnering with AIT sends a clear message to stakeholders. You mean business when it comes to sustainability. Learn more at AITWorldwide.com. Right on, and it's Friday, so i got to ask you one question. What kind of a trucking company needs to be productive, safe, and profitable to stay in business? Yours does, and that's why the folks who built KeepTrucking.com just rebranded to Motive. Go safe, go productive, go profitable, go Motive.com. That's go Motive.com. Is something nostalgia if it's been happening for 35 years? No. It is history that continues to write itself. That's right. For over 35 years, Fleetworthy Solutions has provided a single source of solutions to help monitor and manage DOT compliance while mitigating risk for private and for higher carriers. With advanced technologies and exponentially exceptional client services, Fleetworthy (laughs) becomes an extension of your team to make your company go beyond compliant. All right, let's get to, uh, oh, wait, hold on. Show this picture of Mustafa that we wanted. Yeah, all right. There Shout it out is, to Mustafa. Mustafa. You're the best brother. All right, right all on. right. Good news, bad news, because it's Friday. Friday. Uh, bad news and good news. Cut the music. All right, here we go. What's the first one we got today? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, good news. You're enjoying an Atlanta donut party, and we're even getting some great reels for the gram. Bad news. You had to get in the middle of the donut circle to get those great views for the gram. Let's take a look. Oh, yeah. It's the worst place you can be. Worst See, place you when can you be said donut party, donut I thought like, you know, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, get me some glazed donuts or something like that. No, right. no, that's, a donut. that's in Atlanta. They're big. There was one that someone was doing with a U-Haul in Atlanta, too. I was reading another article. No, Apparently, see, it's a big be, epidemic down sweet. there. I've got some good news for you, ma'am. You finally found the delivery location, and they said drivers are all welcome here, right? And they got there all the time. Yes. All right. Matt, here's the bad news. This is the delivery location, my friend. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> what is the worst place? Plant? What plant? Drivers come here all the time. <laughs> yeah, what is the uh, What is the worst place you've ever had to send a driver, or the worst uh, dock you've seen? Uh, well, uh, the worst. I, th- I think the most difficult. It was coolest, but most difficult was the old uh, white motor company in East Cleveland. They used yeah. to go. It's all underground, and you have to pull forward. And they had huge metal discs that would turn you, and oh. it was uh, you were in there forever. Oh. It was very cool, but it was also like the worst to try and do LTL because five minute spot was not going to happen. Better than alley, though. All right, good mm. news. They're going to govern the trucks. Well, I don't know if that's good news, but bad news. <laughs> stuff like this is going to happen when that happens. Let's see. Let's roll some tapes here. So what you're seeing here is there's two trucks ahead of this guy, and the, you know you see this on the highway. They can't what, pass what, each other because they can only go so fast. That? And then some four wheeler comes out of nowhere in front of this yellow truck and just gets eaten up by the road monster. Was that trash that spinning thing? off to the it, left? It was, was that like a car? trash. He just turned sideways, and then you see it. There he goes. Spoiler. All right, dumping you off right here. That's your exit, Buster. <laughs> yeah, one more of these two. <laughs> let's take a look at the other one. This is another. This is another. Nope. Let's take a look at the next one. Or maybe we don't have a next one. You guys got it. Talk to me, Goose. I don't know, Goose. Look at that. The, the trash just keeps flying out of that one there. There you go. Boom. All right, man. Hey, I've got some good news, man. You finally made it off the highway and you're headed to the Constantine's dock. You're going to drop stuff off. But then this happens to your trailer. It gets snapped into like a Slim Jim. Check this out. What a light up your life. Yeah! 
Look, he's just coming around the corner, and then wait for it. There it is. Boom. I told you we should put all 20,000 pounds right in the center of the trailer. <laughs> it it scaled like out perfectly. It scaled like out a, perfectly. It looked like a baby's diaper blowing out. <laughs> it, did. it just scaled perfectly, though. You can't, you gotta, you can't fault them for that. Now, we got one right here. Okay, you ran your truck into a ditch. That's good news. Well, yeah. how's that good news? You ran your truck into a ditch. Oh, this is the good news. The truck has showed up to tow you out of said ditch. Yeah. Here's the bad news, though. Uh, can you guys start hilarious. that from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> Rewind the tape. <laughs> got to yeah. start that over, man. Yeah, you, you missed the best totally part. Start, the, start that, that one over. Okay, turn it over and then start it. There you go. That was <laughs> hilarious. What a pinhead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's not supposed to come off there. No. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was going to rip the tow hooks off the truck. I didn't think you were going 20 backwards. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were going to go 25 no. miles an hour backwards. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Right, so, so people, if, you, if, you have so, if you have a friend that is stuck in a ditch like this, yeah. Get don't let so much slack be on there because if you go if you just gun it backwards, all that tension's gonna like rocket through well, the yeah, front he, of your car as well. Even when you get the tension, don't just gun it and go crazy. No, you got. Right? I mean, you, you got to ease that baby out of there, right? Pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like trying to like violently rip that thing back. Yeah. Well, you finally got out of the ditch, but here, here here's good news. Well, I don't know if this is good news either. It's, Wait, what? You got stuck in the ditch again, man. So you got stuck in the ditch again, right? <laughs> but check this out. Check out what this guy does for you. He gets you out, all right. Uh, but uh, I don't know if this is the best way to do it. So they, these guys are smart. They get all the tension out of it. Check this out. They're following your advice so far. They're following your... And this dog here on the right is not interested at all. He does not care what is going on. But look, see? Nice, slow. Gets the tension out of there, just like you said. Do, do you recognize the language? Is that What language is that? There's I think that's Boris over there. Boris and Paul after a night of oh, yeah, uh, drinking in Macedonia. Macedonia. <laughs> Way home from, <laughs> uh, that from the nightclub with the golden uh, uh, yeah. the golden double brokers that they turned <laughs> yeah. into statues. See, they're doing it all right. They've got it down. He's yeah, got this it down. Looks, this should work much better than the last time. Oh, absolutely. And smaller car. Perfect. Oh, he got it right out. Oh, look out, dog. Look out, whoa, dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, man. So uh, close. So close. The technique was there. So have you ever had any toe fails like that? I, 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 yeah, I did. I, I towed a guy back uh, in college once. His car broke, and we ripped his bumper off. But it was after just undue stress. Because <laughs> we towed him like 20 miles. <laughs> oh. Did it try to do everything right, but it's very difficult to get that every time you're stopping and starting to do that, and it bent its frame. <laughs> you were just like, let's see if we can bring this all the way back yes. to, uh, to our location. Yeah, well, we, you know, you spend all your money on booze, don't have anything for a tow truck, so... Let's rip the frame off. <laughs> yeah, it was a fail. That can be quite a challenge. So I used to have this Hyundai Excel. I was like 16 and a half years old. Yeah. Um, and we're driving it. I don't know if like the gas station should accidentally fill us up with diesel or something. I have no idea. But we got on to uh, 95 and we're driving. And all of a sudden, my car, it just like the power just dies out, right? Like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, It's yeah. not going there. So I pull over to the side of the road. And um, this was before cell phones. This was like 1997. I was going to say, if, if they filled up your tank, that's a while back. Yeah, yeah well, it was a <laughs> right. while back. So, but there was this house like off in the distance through the woods. It was like a horror movie. So we get out of the car. Again, there's no cell phone. So we start walking through the woods. And we get to this, this guy's house. <laughs> exactly. And I knock on the door. And he's got, you know those like beads that some people, like the 70s beads, like the walkway beads? <laughs> I open that. And there's this guy with his butt. He had his shirt like buttoned down to here. And he was like middle-aged dude. He had his shirt buttoned down to here. 
And he had um, he had his wife, and his wife was like dancing around in like the background. <laughs> and they had a keg, but they had no party going on. They just had like this keg. They were having like a, a two person party, Sweet. and we were like clearly like 16 and a half, 17 years old. Did he old. invite you into his basement? They started offering us beer and stuff. We were like, ah, we just yeah, a little sketch. We just need to use the phone. Hey, anybody want to see what I got buried in my basement? <laughs> it is. I, I did want to go to one of those escape rooms in uh, you know, didn't have time or Arkansas. The escape room. Yeah. I think Tom Curry went in. I haven't seen him since. Hope he's good. By the way, those those episodes from FOSC 22, I think they'll be out next week. Stay an eye on here. We'll put them out as soon as they're up. Find me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Find him at Vincent the Dude. Don't be a stranger or a slasher. And tell him how to be. Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere.